Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for July 31st, 2020. On this day in 1971, Apollo 15 astronauts David Scott and James Irwin took a six and a half hour drive in the lunar roving vehicle on the surface of the moon, marking mankind's first off-planet automobile ride. Just two years after Neil Armstrong made his giant leap for mankind, the Apollo program remains a singular cultural and technological achievement and the application of so much technology to a single goal was nearly without precedent. The rovers were used to give the astronauts greater leeway in exploring the moon during the later, more science-heavy Apollo missions. The spacesuits were bulky, and walking in them wasn't easy, so having a set of wheels expanded the astronauts' range, as they were no longer restricted to walking short distances. Boeing built the rover in just 17 short months, not only did the rover have to carry two men wearing spacesuits, but it also needed the capacity to haul whatever rocks and dirt the astronauts found interesting. The main design concerns were, as always, weight and performance. Cost, however, was not a big concern. The original budget was $19 million for four rovers, but cost overruns doubled the final price tag to $38 million the equivalent of $200 million today. The rover didn't arrive on the moon ready to roll either, but instead was designed to fold up like a transformer where it was packed into a cargo hold. When the time came, the astronauts used a system of pulleys, reels, and tapes to lower the vehicle from the payload bay. After that, the rover took over. Its wheels unfolded automatically and locked into place as the rover opened up like an Autobot. The LRV was 10 feet, 2 inches long, with a 7.5-foot wheelbase and a 6-foot tread width. It was less than 45 inches high. Weight, as we all know, is the enemy of all things that fly, especially those things flying into space, and Boeing made the rover extremely lightweight, tipping the scales at 463 pounds. The frame was made of welded 2219 aluminum alloy tubing, and everything else was pure aluminum, magnesium, or other exotic light alloys, making it light, but strong. The little lunar runabout could carry an astonishing payload of 1,080 pounds. The tires, in quotes, weren't really tires at all, but zinc-coated woven steel strands attached to the rim and discs of formed aluminum. On top of the zinc and steel mesh were titanium chevrons that covered 50% of the contact area to provide traction. The electric motors, made by GM subsidy Delco, mounted within the wheels. Each 54-amp DC series wound motor cranked out about 1.9 kilowatts at 10,000 RPM and was attached to its wheel by an 80-to-1 harmonic drive. The brakes were mechanically operated, and top speed on a smooth, level surface was about 8 miles an hour. The rover was controlled with a joystick-like T-shaped hand controller located between the two seats, which controlled the four drive motors, two steering motors, and brakes. Push it forward, and off you went. 
Pulling back slowed you down. Move the joystick in the direction you wanted to go and the rover turned. It was pretty much like using your Xbox. The lunar rovers were used on the Apollo 15, 16, and 17 missions, and combined they covered a little more than 55 miles, which may not sound like much, but it gave the astronauts an unprecedented upgrade in range, mobility, and payload capacity that paid huge dividends in data. Three rovers were left in place on the lunar surface. The fourth was intended for the Apollo 18 mission, which was canceled, and now lives at the Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C., which, by the way, is truly something to behold. Just yesterday, NASA launched another space rover, and right now, as I'm recording this, it's on its way to Mars. And I'll bet you in the blink of an eye, our species will be driving around on the red planet, just like we did on the moon over 50 years ago. How about that? Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.